In episode 37, I share how to reinvent yourself so you can position yourself for remote work or business opportunities. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe the remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. It's time for a brand new monthly series. This whole month is about how to reinvent yourself so you can step into any remote work or business role that you want. Now, a lot of people say to me or ask me really, do I really have to reinvent myself? Does that mean my life, my title? What does that really mean? So before I answer that question and get into today's episode, I want to give you a little update on what's going on with me. So if you've been around these parts for a while, you may know that I have a few sources of remote work income. I run my own business. It's a remote work coaching business. At the same time, I have had, I should say, a few contract roles where I'm hired by an employer or an agency to provide some type of work, whether that's short time or even in this last contract, it was indefinite. And I do a few other things as well, but those are my main sources of income. And as I talk about on this show, I feel like life either imitates art or art imitates life. Who knows? But the reason I'm saying that is because I just got word this morning that my role will likely be eliminated at the end of the month, which is about 10 days from now. Now, this doesn't come as a surprise. I was already planning for it. In fact, literally the moment I start a new contract or even a new job where I'm supposed to be fully employed, I'm always planning for what happens if it ends. So I'm not that surprised. I wouldn't say that I'm nervous or scared because really I've been planning for this. This also happened to me last fall. I was working for a marketing agency and I, again, I kind of knew that may or may not last. And of course they had to pivot because of where the market's going. And I lost that job as well. So you could say I'm getting laid off, but because I'm a contractor, really it just means my contract is ending. So I've had to reinvent myself over and over and land like a cat on my feet, really for the last few years, I would say, oh my gosh, few years sounds short. Really, it's been like the last six years. So in just the last year alone, these are the different job titles I've had. Business owner, remote work coach, marketing strategist, and customer experience program manager. And None of those are really the same thing. I mean, I guess you could say as a business owner and a remote work coach, I am working in my own business, but there's quite a difference between being a coach, a marketing strategist, and a customer experience program manager. And if you go to my LinkedIn page, you'll see how I've positioned myself for all of these various roles. So when people ask me, do I need to reinvent myself? And what does that really mean? The answer to that question is maybe and probably yes, I am proof of that. But hopefully by sharing with you just a little bit about my experience, you get to see or understand more what reinvention really means. Now, it doesn't mean that my reinvention is going to look like your reinvention, but I wanted to give you an example of what it could look like. Now, let me tell you about where the idea of reinvention came from, because it actually came from a member of Remote Work School all the way back in 2018. Remote Work School, which is my coaching program, has been around since 2017. And in 2018, there was a member named Ramesh. And he said to me, Camille, 
Remote work school is so much more than about work or a job or even about business. It's really about reinventing yourself, and it has had such a big impact on my life that really goes beyond work. And his comment really stunned me because it's exactly what I would hope people would feel. And that is that what I teach in remote work school spans beyond just a job. It really does get into what's possible for your life, what's possible for your dreams, what you're working towards. And really, work is more of a means to an end, right? And so a lot of times people, when they leave remote work school or graduate, they really come out as a different person, certainly more inspired, certainly more confident. And in many cases, they get the job they wanted. They start the business they wanted. Maybe not always right away, because I do want to be honest about that, but they are very positioned to navigate that journey with a lot more clarity. So reinvention can mean many things to many different peoples. For you, maybe it's reinventing a job title, like I just mentioned for myself. It could be reinventing yourself from a corporate worker into a business owner. It could be reinventing your skills or your knowledge by doing a little bit of studying or going to the University of YouTube or whatever that is for you. And it could even mean reinventing and having a fresh start on your personality. It just gives you the opportunity to decide what that looks like for you. So whatever that is for you, this whole month is dedicated to helping you achieve that. Now, I do want to get into the practical aspects of the topic because really this whole first part, the first few minutes here was really setting the stage. So I want to tell you what to expect for the remainder of this episode as well as all the episodes that will come this month. Because again, if you don't know how this podcast works, what I do is at the very beginning of a month, I set the topic and then each episode we go deeper into that topic with a different angle. And so today what I want to talk about is what are some of the big shifts that are happening in the workforce, whether that's in traditional workforces, uh, corporate or physical workforces, and then remote work, and finally business. Because I think if I can set the stage, it will help give you some more clarity about what you can do now to prepare for some of these opportunities. So there are a number of rivers converging all at once that, in my opinion, are creating the perfect environment for working retirees. And if you're looking to jump back into the workforce, whether that's working in a traditional job or working for yourself in your own business or freelancing, then it's good to know what some of these rivers are. So let's start with the first river, and that is that we're in the middle of, I'll call it massive layoffs, especially in the tech industry. Companies are taking cost-cutting measures right now in preparation of a likely recession, or you could argue a recession we might already be in. Now, according to a USA Today article on January 18th, 2023, about 1,000 companies collectively laid off 154,000 employees, and some of those were massive layoffs like Facebook, Amazon, and now Microsoft, reaching a, a bit over 10,000 employees each. So that's happening. But at the same time, we still have one of the lowest unemployment rates on record, around 3.5%, and companies are still trying to find talent to fill their roles. So these two rivers that are converging kind of seem like they're going in opposite directions, right? It's a real head scratcher. Now, there are some other trends I want to talk about. Another trend is that some companies are targeting what appears to be older workers and offering them severance packages to retire early. 
So for example, there's a company that I was working for many years ago, and I learned recently that they offered every employee 55 and older a severance package, which you know could be a blessing, could be a curse, depends on how you look at it. Now, at first glance, this might sound like ageism, and to some degree it is. I talk a lot about ageism in prior episodes. But what you really find is that a lot of the times, these companies are targeting people who are tenured, meaning they've been with the company for so long that their salaries have grown over time. And so if you are in a cost-cutting period, then a way to save money is to let those people go who have higher salaries and then shift people around in roles who maybe have the skills or you think could grow into the role and are willing to take less of a salary. And this is a phenomenon right now known as quiet hiring. So I think I mentioned in the last set of episodes, there are all these funny phrases going around, like you heard about the great resignation. I talked about the great unretirement. And now we're seeing this thing called the quiet hiring. I'll talk about some more in this episode as well, because it's kind of funny, these little phrases that come out. So that's happening. And then another interesting trend that I'm seeing, and it's one that I predicted, is that the concept of remote work turning more into flexible work rather than a forced model of say, you know, you have to come in two days a week or you have to come in three days a week on site, the rest you can work from home. I predicted that that model is really going to change into more flexible work, meaning people can start to choose where they work and how often. So maybe yes, they have to come into a physical workspace, or an office, whatever you want to call it, but maybe it can be when they decide to do it. Now, not overnight. I don't think that's true right away. I don't think that's true for every company, but I definitely see that as a trend that is emerging. Um, And that's because a forced model like that, you know, where you come in two or three days a week, may not be sustainable for every company. Certainly not sustainable for all people. I mean, there are some people who really got used to working the way they wanted, working from home, being able to go to doctor's appointments, dropping their kids off at school, maybe working some weird hours. So it's really hard to have people you know, get used to that and then switch that model and force them to come in, right? So there is a lot of, I would say, pushback on that from employees. And I would say some employees have the upper hand and some don't. According to an LA Times article from January 18th, 2023, most companies, or many companies, I should say, are literally rebranding this type of work so that they can entice new talent. Because remember, I mentioned that we're at one of the lowest unemployment rates, it's hard to fill seats, and companies have to attract new talent. So some of the terms they're coming up with are things like flex with purpose or work your way, or this one I love, omni-connected, which what does that even really mean? And so this is a way for companies to rebrand what's called hybrid work or part-time remote work. So just be on the lookout because when you see companies using terms like that, it really does mean remote work. And the type of remote work could look different, but I always say apply to every job, every opportunity that uh, appeals to you because you never know. And most things are negotiable. So everything I just mentioned is really shifting and changing. And so, yes, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. And you might be wondering, well, how is any of this good news? 
Well, it's good news because for all of the challenges that are out there, there are always solutions. And one of the solutions that I see companies focusing more on are the retirees that are returning to the workforce. And I've talked in prior episodes about why more retirees are returning. You might be one of those people and you may not need me to educate you on that, but high level, we are seeing people living longer. We're seeing the stock market going through its change. So accounts are being impacted. Social security might not be covering it. And so for a lot of people, returning to work makes a lot of sense. And especially if you're the type of person who wants to work part-time, who doesn't maybe need to make a boatload of money, but maybe you want to go back to work to make supplemental income, this is a really good time for you. Companies are literally looking for you. And most of the people that I work with in remote work school, this is the type of situation they want, right? They want to work part-time. They want to work the hours they want to work. They want to work mostly remotely if they can. And they are looking for the type of income that will supplement the income they have coming in, meaning they're not looking to make high six figures or seven figures necessarily, although you know nobody's going to bat an eye at that, but that's not necessarily what the goals are for the people that I work with. So if this is you, this is a good time to make sure that you're positioned well to take advantage of these opportunities. Now, there might be a little catch, even though it's a good time, even though you know it's hard to find talent, even though companies might be willing to hire retirees, you may have to do a little bit of professional reinvention. And that's, again, what today's episode is about and what the whole month will be about. And so I'm really bringing it back, right? I really am bringing it back to you might have to reinvent how you think about yourself. You might have to reinvent some job titles. You might have to reinvent a few of your skills. That may also mean repositioning how you talk about yourself. That might mean brushing off your resume, changing it a little bit. It might be talking about yourself differently in interviews, or if you plan to work for yourself, it might be how you position your business, right? So let's talk a little bit about one of the first things that you can do to reinvent yourself. And I talk a lot about this in episode 35. So you might want to go back and listen to that because I don't want to repeat myself. But the first thing you can do is you can avoid aging yourself out of the workplace. Now, it is true that some employers or business owners who are hiring may consciously or even unconsciously discriminate against older workers. I'm not going to deny that. You might know that personally. I just mentioned that there's a company I worked for where they offered everyone 55 and up a severance package. But it's not always about the employer or the client or the business owner discriminating against people in a certain age. We literally do this to ourselves. We literally age ourselves out of the workplace. And we do that by how we think about ourselves, the things we say to ourselves. For example, I hear people say things like, well, who would hire me now? I'm X age. Or it's been so long since I did that job. You know, I'm not even relevant anymore. And so before we even apply to a job or start a business or interview for something, we're already telling ourselves these stories and how we carry those stories really affects how we carry ourselves, right? It's like what we tell ourselves really shows up in how we carry ourselves in those conversations, in those resumes, 
how we talk about ourselves, et cetera. So you definitely want to avoid aging yourself out. And again, if you go back to episode 35, I give you some specifics on how to avoid that. Now, these things will build up over time. It's not your fault. So let me start by saying, if you're telling yourself these stories, it's not your fault. Maybe something happened. For example, if you were laid off at some point in your life or you got fired at some point in your life, maybe your confidence was shaken, right? If you were passed up for a promotion, maybe you ended up being discouraged. If you had to shut down a business, maybe you feel like you failed at business or worse yet, you might identify yourself as a failure. I want to pause there because I think this is where people really do themselves a disservice. If something happened or if any of these things happened and you feel like you failed, there's a real slippery slope into feeling like a failure, which is an identity. And you have to separate the two. You are not a failure. That thing that you did didn't work out the way you wanted. Okay. That's a different story. And that story will lead to how you carry yourself differently. So I really want you to think about, are you telling yourself stories that are doing you a disservice and may end up counting you out of a workforce, right? Or a job that you want or a business you want to start. So I want you to think about that. Now, another thing I want to mention is when you do that, not only do you count yourself out of opportunities, you will likely get paid less. You're not going to get paid the value that you are most likely going to bring to an, to a business or a workplace. And I say that because a lot of people who are 50 and over, they really do count themselves out. I think that on the one hand, you might feel very wise. You might feel like you have a lot of experience. In fact, there are very few folks I work with who are that confident. I will say out of every maybe 20 people I work with, I'll say maybe two are like, Camille, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the expert. I should get paid what I'm worth. And that's rare. I I feel like the rest, the other 18 out of that 20, have the other story. They feel like, well, I, I haven't worked at this type of job in a long time. I don't know the technology. I'm intimidated by working remotely. So who's gonna hire me now? And what that does is it really means that you're leaving money on the table. What that also means is you might be doing more work than you need to, to try to prove yourself. You might be trying to prove yourself that you deserve a raise. You might be working your ass off to impress a boss. This is especially true for women. And it's especially true for women of a certain generation. If you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are. And so women, including myself, have a tendency to overwork, work hard, work long hours, make our bosses look good. You know, and men do this too. It's not just women. It's not just men. It's not just, you know, people who identify as other genders. This is true, but I will say that women or folks who identify as women probably do this more than most. So I want to contrast this with another trend that you might not be aware of. And that is the trend among the Generation Z. Those are people born between 1997 and 2012. They have a very different perspective in the workplace. And there's a new saying brewing called act your wage. This is another one of those sayings. And it's a twist on act your age. And what act your wage means to this generation is that they work as hard as they get paid and not a minute more. And that is probably shocking to a lot of people because 
you likely grew up in an era where you were told, you know, work hard and the money will flow. Work hard to earn your keep. You got to get up and go to work and bust your hump, right? Well, I'll tell you what, not this generation, and it doesn't mean they're lazy and it doesn't mean they want handouts or anything like that. I think what it means is that they have very good boundaries. They work to the degree that they get paid, and then they use that as a negotiating chip, as they should, because if you listen to er everything I talked about earlier in this podcast about where we are today, still a good time to negotiate, right? And so I think we could take a page from the Gen Z book. Now, I'm not saying you're going to, you know, walk into a workplace or, you know, negotiate off the bat. What I am saying is you just have to think about what do you bring to the table? Where do you add value? How can you offer that value in the time allotted that you are to work, but not go above and beyond and, you know, work extra or do more and then expect that because you do that, you're going to get a raise or you're going to get paid more or get a job offer that, you know, pays you more money. That That's what I'm trying to say. That's the mistake that a lot of us make is that we're just going to work so hard that somebody's going to notice and offer us more money. No, we have to advocate for ourselves. We have to reinvent ourselves in some ways by adopting the philosophy that some of the younger generations have. It's not a bad thing. It's just a different way of thinking. And that's a way that you can reinvent yourself so that you can work in this new era. So I will say times have changed. And right now, workers do have the upper hand for how long, we don't know. But the gist of it is you do have to reinvent yourself now to be successful. I talked a little bit about how you don't want to age yourself out of the workforce. I talked a little bit about how Gen Z does that, but I do encourage you to listen to episode 35 if you want to get a little bit more information about that. And then, as I mentioned, in the episodes this month, I'll keep talking about other things you can do. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep today's episode a little shorter than most so I can spend more time later in the month because I do want to give you some simple techniques and exercises to help you start reinventing yourself so that you can position yourself for these opportunities. Again, whether that's getting a job or even working for yourself. We're going to get into things like how do you position your skills? How do you turn your struggles into strengths? And one of my favorites is how do you turn your lifetime of experience into your body of work? Because believe me when I tell you that you are more qualified than you think, we just have to mine all of that experience for the gold. So I can't wait to share all of this with you next time. And uh, as I mentioned, you can listen to episode 35. Also, you can listen to episode 36 because I do talk about some of the tools that you need to know to start your reinvention process. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out my free remote work training where you can get more ideas and action steps for how to work with me on your remote work options. Go to camilatel.com slash remote dash training, or you can find the link in the show notes.